You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. I am tempted right now to just say that's a homily and just sit down. Because really what more needs to be said while living this beautiful gospel about living the truth of who God has called us to be and how we're supposed to love him. Reality is, I can't do that. I actually do have to say something on Sundays, so you have to bear with me for a little while today. I want to lay down some basic interpretive principles concerning this beautiful gospel of Good Samaritan. Now, many of us hear this reading and we think, okay, go and do likewise. We immediately place ourselves as the one who has to be a neighbor to another, and it's certainly true. But there's different interpretations, of course, and I just want to present uh, one of these interpretations for your own reflection today. The question comes up, who is the Good Samaritan? That is Jesus. Jesus is the Good Samaritan, who is a man who fell victim to robbers on his way from Jerusalem to Jericho. That's you and that's me. And what is the end that Jesus takes us to? It is the church. It is the place where we receive healing and mercy and forgiveness. But in truth, this you, this man who falls victim to the robber, is deeper than just the individuals, you and me and everyone else. It's the condition of humanity as a whole. The Jerusalem within Scripture represents that place where all the nations go up to worship God. It represents the place of being in close Friendship with the Lord. It's the place of communing with God. It's the location of the temple. It's where everything is brought into a right relationship. For the truth is that all humanity, much like Adam in the garden, we walk away from that place of blessedness, don't we? We walk away from that place of intimacy and closeness to the Lord. And along the way, we experience the effects of sin as it were, being left for dead by demons and the evil one. What do I mean? We experience sin and discord, strife, war, enmity, broken relationships. Truth is, we experience a deep brokenness in some sense in this life that we live. We are, as it were, left for dead. But Jesus is not content to leave us there. He's not content to leave us there. He attends to us. He notices us and he stops along the way and he reaches out to us. What does this Samaritan do to this man who was left for dead? What does he do? You notice what does he pour upon him? He pours oil and wine upon him. And if you're performed within the scriptural sensibilities, you understand oil obviously as the sign of baptism, which is given at the gift of baptism. After the water, I baptize you in the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. The sacred chrism is placed upon the head, the crown of the head, in which we're anointed priest, prophet, and king, in which we're made heirs to the promise of heaven with Jesus Christ. The parish, we were very blessed yesterday to welcome two new infants, baptized infants, into the church, in which they received that beautiful grace of baptism, that beautiful grace of new life from God who is love. But it wasn't just oil that he poured upon this man, was it? No, he also poured wine upon him. 
wine which is symbolic of the precious blood. The precious blood of Jesus shed for us upon the cross that we receive when we come forward for Holy Communion in which we are truly nourished and healed, receiving in our hearts the very life of God. This Good Samaritan parable, in a really beautiful way, as much as it speaks of a necessity of being neighbors to others and caring for them, speaks even more deeply of the love of God. Speaks even more deeply of the love of God. And isn't that the most fundamental thing in life, the most fundamental reality? That we all want to know that we are loved, that we are valued both by God and by others. In so many ways, we seek some external assurance that we have been received, that we have been embraced, that we have been accepted, that our existence matters. We are not alone. Indeed, the truth is that whatever we're facing, whatever brokenness, evil, shame, sin, whatever it is, it does not have the last word. That to be close to Jesus, to be united in friendship with Him, to cling to Him, is to be washed anew, is to receive healing, forgiveness, and life, and loving him. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself.